Hi there, I'm Zizi Poff. Thank you for making time to listen to the Hazes podcast. I hope this episode will renew your mind, enrich your life, and inspire you to walk in your unique purpose. Remember, you can download all episodes on Podbean, just in case you want to listen to it later. Keep up with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter by following us at hazes.podcast. And for all your letters, hazes.podcast at gmail. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, happy Tuesday, choose yourself. I hope you guys started this week on a positive note. And I know that's not always easy because, I mean, life. But at least try and do something nice for yourself today on Tuesday, Choose Yourself. Um, I actually heard of the mirror affirmation exercise, which I felt was pretty cool and encouraging. So essentially, it's about getting in front of a mirror and saying something affirming and kind to yourself about yourself. So an example would be, I love me. I am enough. I can do this. And I know that it might sound silly, but the truth of the matter is, it's so easy to start your day and just get snowballed into all the things that you have to do that you don't really make time to speak to yourself. And if you do, it might not even be the nicest things. Like, God, I know that I've had to work very hard on what I say to myself, what I think about myself, how I speak to myself. You know, I haven't always been the best encourager to myself. You know, it's easy, I think, to be nice to other people than what it is to actually be nice to ourselves. So today's exercise is just about making time to say something affirming, say something true, say something meaningful and positive about yourself to yourself. I also know that looking in the mirror can also be quite a frightening exercise. Um, I mean, most of the time when I look in the mirror, it's to make sure that I'm not a hot mess, you know, but I think making time to look in the mirror and to say that I love myself, to say that I'm enough, to say that I can do what my heart has set out to do is important. So it's definitely been a challenging, but yet an affirming and positive exercise. And I hope that you'll make some time for it. Of course, I understand that, you know, different time zones. So some of us have already started our day, you know, and we might not be able to get in front of a mirror. And that's also okay. I think if you can't get in front of a mirror, if you can't say this to your reflection, at least say it out loud where you are. You don't have to scream it on, you know, the top of your lungs. Um, or you can. I mean, you know, uh, you're free. But um, I think it's just about saying to yourself, you know, I love myself. I'm proud of myself. I can do this. I am enough. I've made my mistakes, but I'm not my mistakes. You know, whatever affirmation comes to your heart, just to make some time to say it and to make sure that you can hear it, right? And that that message of affirmation can really sink in. I think it's important to create a culture where we are nicer to ourselves. I think self-acceptance is really not about being perfect. I think self-acceptance is about making room for your imperfections, but still loving yourself anyway. So I think it's, it was never about you being perfect. It was never about you being amazing all the time. It's about being great and good and awesome but then still making time and room for the times where you're not those things, you know, for the times where you're not performing at your absolute best and still loving yourself anyway, right? So choose it, choose yourself, looking in the mirror or saying it out loud, I love myself, I am enough, 
I can do this. Just a quick reminder, guys, if you guys are doing something impactful that you want to share or you need advice on a problem that you're facing, to please send through your emails, your listener letters to heyziz, that's H-E-Y-Z-I-Z, my nickname, um, dot podcast at gmail.com. And I can read it on the show to get you that traction or to provide you with a unique perspective on what you're currently grappling with. But for today, I would like to talk about how your place of impact has your name on it. Um, and, and if you will, I guess that's the title of today's encouragement. Your place of impact has your name on it. Often when I think about purpose people, when I think about people that have done great things in their lives, I am drawn to thinking about, you know, famous people, Oprah Winfrey, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Michelle Obama. And of course, you know, they have done incredible things with their lives. They've built incredible technology. They've inspired billions of people. They've created a different and a new way of thinking. And I think it's important that we learn from their stories and we learn from what they've done, right? But I think as we pursue our purpose, sometimes it means understanding that impact and influence doesn't always look the same on everybody, right? Impact doesn't always mean fame or following, right? And I think if we spend time comparing our purpose to the person sitting next to us, we can often feel invalidated because, you know, their purpose doesn't look like mine. What I'm doing doesn't look like what they're doing. And you get into this trap of comparison. And I know we've all heard it a thousand times that comparison is a thief of joy. But I think it really is true. Comparison is a thief of joy. And it's also a silent killer. You know, you'll spend so much of your time thinking about somebody else's life or what somebody else is good at, or what somebody else is doing with their time, that you draw farther and farther away from what you're doing with your time, with your life, right? So I think removing that comparison behavior or culture from our lives is really important, especially because we're so overexposed. Instagram, guys, is great. I like Instagram like many people do. You know, being inspired by the things you see on Instagram, of course, even sharing this podcast on Instagram, I'm not going to bash Instagram. But at the same time, because we have things like Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp statuses, we tend to be very exposed to what everybody is doing all the time. And so we actually, if you think about it, are more observant about what everybody else is doing instead of being self-reflective on what we are doing. And so when we are focused on always observing what everybody else is doing, it's easy to be, you know, fooled that everybody's doing more than you. Everybody's more successful than you. Everybody's more proactive than you. Another thing is to remember that social media is only a filtered and a very capped view on what we all do with our time. So, you know, if you look at the Hayes' podcast, you know, um, Instagram or even, you know, Facebook page, you'd think that the only thing I do is this podcast. And um, FYI, it's not, you know, this is not the only thing that I do with my time. Um, while I love encouraging people and motivating people, um, that doesn't mean that I don't need encouragement. I don't need motivation. It doesn't mean I don't have my own trials and, 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 and you know, tribulations. It doesn't mean that. So as much as you can see one thing on somebody's social media, 
it doesn't mean that their life is only that thing. You know what I mean? It's only the wonderful things, the good things, the filtered things, you know, the hashtag things. It's not only that. There's so much more that makes up our lives and our stories. And so I think even looking at Oprah Winfrey's life, Steve Jobs' life, you know, it's interesting that both the good and the bad is often shared about them, you know, and, and, and when we look at our lives, we must also recognize that it's also the good and the bad that makes us who we are. Um, but even with the good and the bad, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're not called, you're not purposed, you're not unique. So today's encouragement is really about understanding that what you are called to do, what you were sent to this earth to do is uniquely yours. It's uniquely yours. And so you do not have to fight for space. In fact, the space was created before you got here. You know, there's a place of influence. There's a space for you that was created long before you filled it. You know, so you don't have to force or fight your way in this world in trying to, you know, um, to share your purpose in trying to elevate your call. You don't have to fight to do that. I think the very fact that you are here means that the space for you to be here had already been made, was already existing, and is simply just waiting for you to fill it, all right? And the truth of the matter is that we all have unique purpose, we all have a unique calling, but we all need each other. So your your purpose might be Sarah's answer. You know, Sarah's purpose might be Tim's answer. So if we try and be somebody else we actually rob the people that we are called to of their solution of their answer right so whatever it is that you do recognize that "Hmm, there's somebody probably waiting for me to do what i do the only way i know how to do the only way i can do it somebody is waiting for my unique application my unique approach my unique perspective in this area so, of course, as per usual, I want to give you guys a few tips that you can that you can think about today and that you can think about throughout the course of the week around the fact that, you know, your impact and your place of impact has your name on it and remembering that and really pursuing that and remembering that when you pursue your purpose and your calling to remember that your place of impact has your name on it, right? So, number one. Purpose doesn't look the same on everybody. And I I kind of opened up this conversation with this point. So we are all called for something great, um, but it's easy to panic when you think that it needs to look like the person sitting next to you, right? Um, we 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 will often miss what is inside of us because we are trying to be somebody else's version of success, happy, smart, relevant, right? And this is even when it comes to purchasing decisions, guys. Wow. You know, I've been in situations where you will go out of your budget. You know, you can't afford that kind of thing. But you'll find yourself going out of your budget because so-and-so has that that thing. So-and-so has that car. So-and-so has that house. So-and-so has that incredible bag. Whatever it is, you know, so-and-so has that thing. And now... You have compromised your budget to get what they have. You have compromised your budget to live a lifestyle that they're living. But you know that your budget can't afford that lifestyle. Simple things like that where you can find yourself getting into financial debt and 
stress, you know, because you've tried to do your life and shape your lifestyle around somebody else's version of success, somebody else's version of relevance, somebody else's version of intelligence or happiness. So maybe it's about what does happiness look like to you? What does success look like to you? What is being intelligent, creative, relevant? What does that look like for you? And staying true to that, you know, sometimes a person's version of success is being preoccupied every single hour of the day. I'm not like that. I, can't, I, I need my sleep. You know, some, some people um, can sleep really, really late, wake up really, really early. I'm not one of those people. Like, I enjoy a good rest. You know, I enjoy a good night's sleep, you know, especially if I can help it. So if somebody says to me, well, you know, I only need three hours of sleep and that's how productive I am. That's how focused I am. I might die, you know, trying to be that level or that version of dedicated. You know, my dedication looks different to somebody else's. Your dedication looks different to mine. My dedication looks different to yours. And it's about making space for that, right? Number two, being aware and sensitive to the fact that you are someone's answer. Maybe not everybody's answer, but definitely somebody's. So again, I alluded to this a bit earlier. Um, it means that what you have on offer, you know, you can even think about an artist. We don't all get drawn to the same kind of art. We don't all follow the same sport. We don't all follow the same soccer player. You know, we don't all wear the same brand. We don't all wear the same jeans. You know, we don't all eat the same food. And so if you can think about just your personal life, and how much you are drawn to different things in different areas, that is also applicable to your calling. So not you find not everybody will like your music. Not everybody will like your art. Not everybody will like the stories that you write or the solutions that you come up with, but somebody will. And so I think when we try and move away from our unique way of approaching things, we rob that person who desperately needs our approach of the opportunity of finding us, the opportunity of healing, the opportunity of fulfillment and solutions, we rob them of that. So not everybody might support your calling. Not everybody will support how you do what you do. But that doesn't mean that you are irrelevant. That doesn't mean that you are not called. That doesn't mean you don't have a gift or a talent. So it might not be for everybody, but it definitely is for somebody. Number three, embrace your place and level of influence, right? This is a bit of a tricky one and it might be a bit thought provoking, but I guess I have to ask, you know, um, if your, you know, your group of people, your crowd, your flock, your community of people that you influence is only five, right? And another person is 500, does that invalidate your call? Do you feel like you need a bigger following, a bigger crowd, a bigger level of support to validate what you're doing? So if somebody's influence is their city and another person's influence is countries, it doesn't invalidate what that person in the city is doing, right? And so I think recognizing that my, my, my crowd, my community, my following, as it were, might not be 500 
it might not even be a hundred. It may just be 50. But if what I'm doing is serving a need, if it's solving a problem, if it's speaking to hope, encouragement, if it's speaking to enjoyment, fulfillment, if it's speaking to entertainment and relaxation, whatever it is that my gift or calling is, is speaking directly to, if I find value in that, instead of how many people thought it was cool, how many people thought it was amazing, then even if it's 50 people, it doesn't matter because it's 50 people that I was able to impact, to influence, um, you know, to inspire. So the same thing with your life. Think about how many people might be impacted or influenced by your unique calling. And remember that the reason why they are influenced, the reason why they are impacted is more important than how many of them are impacted or how many of them are influenced. Pastor Stephen Furtick, he's really inspiring, says that your reason will be your reward. And I think that is a very true statement. So if your reason is about the number of people, then if you have a following of 500 and it decreases, then you're in a panic because you're like, oh my God, people, not as many people are following me. Not as many people are finding what I'm doing relevant or influential. But again, if your reason is to speak to the lives of people, to speak to the hearts of people, or perhaps if you're an artist, like I said, again, maybe your art is to change the way that people view the world, you know, or, or, uh, you know, the way that people understand certain realities about life and the world around them, then it doesn't matter how many people gravitate to that. It's the fact that with each person that bought a painting, each person that, that, you know, bought your music, they were able to see the world in a different light, even if it was for three minutes of your song, you know, so thinking about what you do, um, in the scope of, why you do it rather than how many people find value in it, I think is a very good reason. Your reason will be your reward. Lastly, number four is being available for how your purpose looks. So for example, if you have started an NGO and you're doing a lot of work in the community um, and you might even be doing work for people that um yeah, for people that might not share it, might not have, you know, um, the, the resources to tweet about this amazing thing that you did. But if you're doing this, this community work, it might require a lot of hours. It might not be pretty or glamorized. Sometimes you might you find that you might be a hot mess because of the nature of the work that you do. But if you find true joy in the actual people that you assist, if you find true joy in the actual things that you do with these people and how you impact and influence their lives, then it doesn't matter if you never got 500 likes on a picture. In fact, I think you'll even be less drawn to take a picture because you understand that it's not about people seeing this incredible thing that you did, but it was about being available for that incredible thing that you did. So are you available for how your purpose looks are you available for how your purpose is realized and, and manifested? Are you available for the fact that your purpose might manifest behind, you know, closed doors? Your purpose might be the, the conversations you have with people. The, the, your purpose might be the fact that, you know, your energy is positive and uplifting. And um, people might not be able to speak about that. 
but each person you've smiled at, each person you've spoken to, each person you've made time for has certainly been impacted by that. Maybe you are in an office space and you are a bit of a stickler for, for detail. You're very attention to detail oriented. And the fact that you do what you do so meticulously means that everything around you operates the way that it should. That might not be tweetable. That might not be an Instagram pic, but it certainly means that you've made the space where you're operating a better place, more efficient, you know, more process oriented, more driven, more focused, and you add great value to that space. So today, my key takeaway, I guess, for today's message is to remember that we are all called and to remind you that you are called and that you have a unique contribution to add to the world and to the people around you. And to remember that purpose doesn't look the same on everybody, but everybody does have a purpose. Happy Choose It, Choose Yourself, guys. Have an incredible day. I hope this was something that could uplift you, energize you, and give you a new perspective. I'll see you guys soon in the next episode. Have an amazing week. Try do the affirmation exercise if you can, and let me know what that was like for you guys. Thanks again for tuning in. Happy Tuesday. Choose yourself. God bless.